this and every episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast brought to you by People State Bank, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, the Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. We were eight years old, dreaming of playing for our high school. Let's go white. Carson's our way, Mike Man, homecoming, free fair band, Kim Atkins, Debbie Scott is dancing, Ferguson on the for tuning in to another episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast, coming off the heels of a very popular episode when we had our Little League Fantasy Draft. Actually, it was two episodes, so uh, we'll talk about that for a second, and then we'll jump right into to this week's topic. Uh, got the whole crew with us, Dave King, Gary Emmons, Chip Jamerson. Of course, I am Brian Emmons, and we really, really appreciate you being a part of this program. As we do our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, People State Bank, and of course, the Andrews Insurance Agency. Guys, how are we this evening? Excellent. Have a good night. Have a good week so far. Good to be back with you all. Got some PC issues right now, so hopefully you guys can hear me okay over my phone. Yep, all good. Sounds great. All good, Dave. And then, of course, the mastermind behind much of this madness, Mr. Chip Jamerson. I'm doing well. Also, good to see you. Uh, a lot of a lot of great feedback on the Little League episode. That was, that was uh, that. I hope that that would be good. It turned out better than what I ever even dreamed. Right. We knew we were going to entertain ourselves by doing <laughs> yeah. it, but we right. didn't know. But it, you know, comments on social media and so forth. Uh, one of our biggest episodes we've had in a while. Yeah, I uh, I had had a phone conversation with uh, Justin Shear and Tony Gaither and Stacey Moore and everybody had their uh, their opinions and and I don't think honestly I don't think there was any doubt who who the consensus best team was. Uh, coming off my last trivia victory, uh, I think that uh, you can notch up a baseball victory in in my column. Well, we can argue that for many, many years to come, I guess, or maybe we'll have more drafts or whatever. But I hope there weren't too many broken hearts out there for people not picked. I know there was one broken heart specifically, but we'll leave him out of this. So sorry, sorry if you weren't picked. We really do apologize. It was tough to pick these teams. Yeah, it there were only thirty six slots. For, and right. we have two hundred and fifty some yeah. players to choose from. And um, and once again, I'll apologize to Doug Stevenson. I would have drafted him if I would have had him on the list. And I didn't. And it the was his list. Gave me that, <laughs> the man who gave me the rosters, and I copied them all down. And I must have just assumed his name was already on there, so I didn't type it in again. We can you. We can give you a thirteenth roster spot if yeah, you want to go can, ahead and name you, him you to your do. roster. I no, mean, he he play by the rules. He's probably right. he's thank, probably thank really you, upset um, because I drafted Dicky as an honorary scorebook <laughs> guy, and we didn't yeah, even I have mean, that. When Dicky's getting drafted. I'm sure Doug's thinking I'm I've got to be up soon. <laughs> And Brian didn't get drafted either. Brian was on the list. Brian Stevenson. So uh, Doug, at least, is not alone in the family. True, true. All right, Chip, what are we doing tonight? We are going to do this week in the Daily Record slash Sun Commercial for Sunday. And we're going to go back to one of our favorite years. Great year for music. Oh, my goodness. Some would say the best year for music. Great year for movies, 
television. Olympics. Olympics, sports in general, and such a big moment on Adam Street. The first summer of the Emmons family living at 1045 Adam Street. Great house. This is going to be a good show. Yeah, this is a great week. You mentioned the the charts. I I did the – we each took a day. Chip has a couple of days. I added to my uh, – I've got Wednesday, and then I also did the music charts and the and the movie chart. And this top ten is – I mean, it's it's out of control. So I, yeah. before – as we get it's started like, – It's like if you were going to make a, a 1980s, like, top ten of the whole decade would be – I mean, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. I'll go yeah. ahead and just give a couple right now before we get going, and I'll sprinkle them in. At number ten – this is, of course, Legs by ZZ Top, one of the absolute, listen to the opening, that's that guitar. What a great music video. What a, that's what I was going to say, what a video. I mean, this really helped usher in big time videos. Yeah, those guys were groundbreaking in the music video, with music videos. I mean, I don't know if you would think that like ZZ Top, like they would be, but they were. I mean, they... And uh, did it as well as anyone early on. Yeah, and and all their videos sort of kind of went together at least. Mm-hmm. You know, they had the car and and yeah. that weird thing that they did. <laughs> but yeah, so that's number ten. Legs by ZZ Top. It it actually peaked at uh, number nine. It peaked at number ten. It was on the chart for nine weeks. And then I'll just do one more. Number nine is one by a band that is very familiar to this podcast team has a lot of hits reminds me of a trip i took to basketball camp with with the moors we all made up nicknames i think i've talked about that and that is huey lewis in the news the harder rock and roll this peaked at number six it's at number nine this week what a what another just yeah. fantastic song. Which, oh, yeah, the, the sports album is Wall to Wall Hits. Great album if you don't have that one. So, all right. Well, who's got Monday? And we'll get going here on this week in the Daily Record in 1984. I have Monday, July 16th was the date, 1984. I'm going to start it with a little, uh, not just Bridgeport news, but it was an interesting article. Two Chicago Cubs fans were injured when they fell from the upper deck. Oh. Onto the empty seats. Oh, are they having a are they having a wrestling match? They're having a little. Uh, uh, well, hey, it happens. Probably a few alcohol beverages uh, involved potentially. Gonna guess they tumbled over the uh, the ledge, fell onto just empty seats. Thank goodness, no one else got hurt. Thank 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 goodness. Uh, one guy, two broken legs. So, oh you know, my gosh. You, you, you suffered they the consequences. Survived, but they survived. Both and the, and, right. and the other guy, he did have some abdominal injuries, but was in. Critical, the stable condition. Okay, was stable. So, I bet he, those guys. I bet he landed on his ribs right on the back of one of those oh, seats. God, yeah. We've sat in those seats. We can those feel are them right hard. Now. <laughs> I mean, it feels like you could easily tumble over those at any moment, especially when you're probably wrestling. So, and next is uh, Culture Club with "I'll Tumble for You." Now, that's good. Uh, the Lawrence County Bucks. Brian was a former member of the Bucks, not in 1984, but he we, was a played for the Bucks a few years later. We talked about that team when uh, Jesus was playing right field. Yeah, and this is are, one step before professional baseball, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So if you don't know, this was our local semi-pro baseball team. 
Uh, so we had a baseball team that played in the league with other Illinois and Indiana teams. Uh, coming in the weekend, the Bucks were 0-15. So hadn't hadn't got a victory quite yet, but we split a doubleheader with Crawford County, which put Crawford County into a tie for first place. So uh, they were in first. We were coming in zero and fifteen, but we did win and, a game. Uh, we got we we had a doubleheader and we got the first one Ew. and uh, beat them there. Let's see here. Rick Rucker tossed a two hit shutout. Nice, so good effort for for Rick in I game mean, one. Get, Let's see. I was just gonna Let's guess see. who pitched game two. Well, I don't. We lost, and there wasn't a whole lot of uh, details about the loss in, in that newspaper. But right. it was a five nothing win for the Bucks. He walked five and uh, only struck out two guys. So that tells you a lot of good defense going on behind uh, Rick Rucker there. Let's see. Uh, Crawford County had only five errors themselves. We only got two hits, but pulled out the victory. George Zwilling got a hit, and uh, Rick Rucker got a hit in that game. So. That was our only two hits, but uh, squeezed out five runs on on their five airs. So big, big day the one in sixteen bucks are gonna are gonna host Olney on Wednesday night. So I don't know. Maybe we'll hear more about that later. I don't know, but uh, but the the Bucks do host Olney coming up at sitting at one and sixteen. Okay, good day for now, Mr. Rucker. Now these these two these two kids didn't uh, graduate from Red Hill, but they were Red Hillians at the time, I believe, nineteen eighty four. Jason and John Williams, they were Red Hill kids at that point, weren't they, in 84? Chip probably remembers this story, maybe. Well, actually, they had this was their first year in – they had just finished their first school year in Lawrenceville, actually. Yeah. So I'm going to report this anyway, just because they were former soldiers. Please do. So Jason and John, along with their parents, Ed and Kathy, took a trip to Chicago to take in the Cubs-Cardinals game. I know what game they were at. Sadly, I just realized oh, that uh, yes. the Cubs and Cardinals are tonight. Was this the is this the Sandberg game? Yeah, yeah, that's the game oh. they were at. <laughs> well, during the trip, they attended a a dinner with guest speakers Ryan Sandberg, Jody Davis, and Keith Moreland. There was a picture in the paper with wow. Jason and John and Rhino. So that was kind of a neat little thing to there do. Was, there was a picture hang in their living room of Jason and John with Rhino, and I'm guessing it's the same picture. So was that hanging in their living room? Was it the night before? I don't couldn't really tell in the article I mean, if it was the day point. before. I mean, if it was the day before. If it was that not well, either way, it's huge. But if it was if you got your picture taken with Ryan Sandberg the day of the Ryan Sandberg game, that's incredible. That's pretty incredible. I didn't realize that was all around the same it was the same uh, series there, but that is pretty cool. Keith Moreland had a quote that they took that, that really made an impact on the Williams family. Keith Moreland said, Listen to your parents and your coaches. Success takes a lot of hard work some God-given talent, and luck. Hmm. So some words that uh, Zonk wanted you to, to live by for the rest of your life. So thanks to Keith the, for those. There's Those boys are successful today, so mm-hmm. I kind to heart. I, I don't know Keith Moreland, but I'm going to guess he was kind of a no-nonsense guy. I'd say he gets right mm-hmm. to the point. And he seemed to at that quote. At least that's the one they took out of it. Uh, this has really very little to do with this podcast, but – what the hell? Um, I, I do sports every morning um, for WAMW and WRZR, um, kind of a little side hobby that I have as a, the, my a friend of mine owns the radio stations, and I was going to do Cubs-Cardinals. And this time of year, there's not a lot to talk about on the local sports, so I've got just a few Cubs-Cardinals facts, so what the heck, we'll throw them in here. Um, on the all-time series going into tonight, and this is July 20th, um, the Chicago Cubs lead the series – 1,000, let me find it here. 
Cubs have 1,261 wins. Cardinals have 1,212. Uh, the largest margin of victory was 18 runs by the Cubs in 1894. The Cardinals matched it in 1977. The longest winning streak in the series. Cubs won 16 games in a row between 06 and 07. That's 1907. Wow. That's 1907. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> oh, that. I knew we were East I, I forgot I that like, I, I have to preface that. <laughs> and the Cub or the Cardinals had a 14 game win streak in 1944. So there you go. A few facts for you out there. A 40 game lead in the all time series. I mean, I think that settles yeah, that's 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 debates right there. That's the amount of games they played. I mean, that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Right? Yeah, it is. It is close for that. But um, Cubs with a dominating lead. I threw out a stat for Illinois and Indiana basketball a couple of years ago, and that, I mean that game, that series, it kind of surprised me. It was like dead even. It was mm-hmm. almost like dead even. Yeah. Hey, well, and I guess the look- law of averages. I mean, I guess that's yeah, yeah. How it that's- should be. I'm- yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see. Are you guys looking for any clothes? Any any school clothes? Summer clothes? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, we're we're going uh, school shopping next Friday. So, well, I tell you what, very apropos. Take take you back to 1984, Wednesday through Friday. Chuck and Teresa Holt are having a garage sale, guys. So, if you have any uh, clothing needs for your for your uh, daughters, come on out to Chuck and Teresa's. They're having a I, garage sale. I would yeah, attest I mean, that those are probably nice. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be high quality. Um, my little sister could have taken advantage of this at this time, because I'm sure some of oh, Connor's yeah, sure. clothes would have been perfect, and I don't know that we took advantage of that sale. But I do want people to know this is 1984, so don't show up to Chuck and Teresa's this yeah, weekend yeah, for, a, this for a not, sale. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Chuck, and, Chuck and Sue are not having a <laughs> garage not. sale in 2023. And my and my last, uh, my last story here for Monday, 17-year-old Lawrenceville resident Jennifer... I think it's Vyinger, Vyinger, Vi- probably. Vyinger. Vyinger was crowned uh, Miss Lawrence County Fair Queen Saturday night. Uh, Cheryl, I think it was Cheryl Burnett and Amanda Dorney were runner-ups. So I don't recognize either one of those names. I think those all three must have been uh, Lawrenceville girls. So congratulations to Jennifer's being the queen. But yeah. that wraps up my Monday, July 16th. Hey, what you brought up Tana. I did just want to say a a hearty congratulations from everybody at Old School. Tana, of course, been part of the show. She was our mystery voice when we did that a couple of times. And uh, congratulations to her. She was named Lincoln Trail College President and Vice Chancellor of Institutional Outreach. So really, That's really awesome. proud of Tana. Um, she's- well, thanks, thanks to Mary Jamerson for breaking that news for me, at least. That's where I learned about it was, was Mary's... Uh, Facebook and sharing. She'll be glad story. Ryan mentioned that because she called me and told me the news. She had seen it on Facebook and she knew we were recording tonight. Oh, and nice. thought it'd be great. She thought it'd be great to put on the podcast. And I hadn't even told Brian that he did it on his own. So she will be happy to hear yeah, that. Thank, get thanks for, for calling everybody's attention to that, um, Mary. That was nice. And Tana is one of the great people on the planet. And uh, that is very much deserved. I sent her a congratulations text. So that's awesome. Before we move on to Tuesday, let's take a real quick break here. A couple of our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Tuesday, July 17th, 1984. You know, good food can take you back to the old days when you were young, but it's also just as good today as it was in the old school at Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Whether you're looking for hand-cut steaks, catfish dinners, those great tenderloins or burgers, 
Gray's has something for you. Watch out for their daily lunch specials on the Facebook page. If you want to pick it up, call 945-9501. But we'd much rather see you for a weekday lunch or a weekend dinner sitting in the dining room and having a drink. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. Summer is typically a time of year to spend time relaxing with family and friends, and People State Bank knows everyone's longing for a vacation. Well, this summer, whether you're able to travel or you have to be more creative within your own backyard, you'll have a chance to win while you relax. Beginning on June 15th and running through August 15th, People State Bank is inviting members to grab branded beach balls at the branch or at participating local merchants. Then you snap a photo with your beach ball and post that to People's Facebook page with the hashtag PSBTravel23. Each photo submission will be entered into a monthly drawing, and one grand prize winner will take home a $500 Visa gift card. Whether you travel around town or around the world, take People State Bank along with you for the fun. See the fine folks at these convenient locations in St. Francisville, Larksville, Sumner, and of course, Bridgeport. Always looking out for the community, People State Bank. All right, we are back. Let's hey, real quick. How about a couple songs on the list? We're going to move down now. Let's see, we've had Legs at number ten. Then we had The Heart of Rock and Roll at number nine. At number eight, not uh, what what I would call my favorite song, but it was definitely a big one. This is by a guy Chip named Ray yeah. Parker Jr. Yeah, I know you're not a huge fan of this song, but I I sure am. And and I had I had that cassette tape. And let's figure. I mean, let's be honest. It's a complete ripoff of "I Want a New Drug" by Huey Lewis. Yeah, I would have never even thought of that until you know. Yeah, I don't. Until you yeah. told me. Until you pointed it out, I never oh, heard it. It's almost I, I, identical. I say what? You cut out, Dave. What'd you say? I said. That may be the case now, but back then I didn't think anything about it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's if you listen to it, it's they're nearly identical. All right, who? Uh, oh, let's do one more. Um, number seven. This is a good one. Um, it's uh, for all you lovers out there. This is Mike Reno, featuring the lovely Ann Wilson. This is from Chip. I believe this is from the Footloose soundtrack. One of the many hits from that soundtrack for 1984. And this is Almost Paradise. I face the nights alone Oh, how could I have known Ann Wilson um, about to visit uh, Brown County uh, Music Center on next Sunday. I got tickets that I'm going to go see. Well, wow. you know, I, I didn't have tickets. And if Ann Wilson is... An hour and 15 minutes from my house. I, I just don't feel like I should be missing. Yeah, I think she's going to be in Champaign yes, uh, an, hour, an hour from my house next week, and I am not taking advantage <laughs> of it. <laughs> so, all right. Who's got Wednesday? Or I'm sorry, Tuesday, the 17th. I have Tuesday, July 17th. What a great time in Lawrence County. I, although I do have some tragic, no, sad news and tragic news throughout, but it is a great so but. Um, that neighborhood was on fire that summer. Like I said, the images have moved to town. The Olympics are starting in about a week. Um, and I know had some great times watching as my first time ever exposed to the, uh, summer Olympics. Cause in 80, we, um, 
boycotted in 76 i was three so i didn't know, didn't watch the olympics in montreal so i watched the i had watched the winter olympics earlier that year but it was just a great time and i'll get more into some of that later um front page news i mean this is some um this one hit home a little bit i hadn't heard about this story or i it didn't make didn't make any sense to me in 84 i didn't read it uh floyd roderick rodney's dad had $45,000 worth of farm chemicals stolen. Uh, now, now that's, that was 45,000 39 years ago. Dave, so, I mean, I, we're, Dave's doing a, the math for me right now. I can see Dave like smoke. Oh, no, that's a whole season's worth of stuff. That's a big deal. That sucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it does. And, um, so Steve Chancellor was estimating around fifty thousand, and, and the, the thing the thing with this that Chancellor points out is that there's no serial numbers on this, so <laughs> the odds of tracking it down are slim. They're going to do their due diligence to try to figure this out, but you know there weren't as many cameras and things like that. It just yeah. um, just a. I hope they found out who did it, um, but yeah. Um, well, but Chancellor's thinking the chemicals are already on someone's field right yeah, now. Man, is that's, what he's yeah. thinking. So. Oh, that's true. You know, I was thinking some hoodlum just, but yeah, that could have been another farmer and it's gone. Yeah. Wow. So King, that was the King. Have you done the math yet? What's 45 large in, in 2023? Uh, without my computer, I really know, but it'd be a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. It would be a lot. Times. Yeah. <laughs> Um, coming up in August, but I got the report for you right now. BTHS class of 39 is having Ooh. their reunion. Nice. So this is their 45th reunion. So they were fairly, I mean, they were, um, they were in their sixties then and oh, not a whole lot older than we are now, but I don't know that any of them are alive today. They'd be about 102 now. It seems like, yeah. So if um, it, for the for the 45th reunion right now, if it happened this year, it would be the class of 78. Okay. And 1984 so, yeah. doesn't feel like it's that long ago, and it was in the 30s. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, in the 70s, yeah, I mean, they're young. So, um, but, yeah, that, that was happening. So, so just old. some names here. I hope they're, hope they're still living, but the people you should contact were Thomas Dale, uh, Betty Jones, Francis Hetty, Mort Gray, D.E. Barry or John Finley Sr. Not a lot of morts. So you should, not a lot of morts running around anymore. Not as many anymore. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of in the social. That was the top story in the social news. Now let's get into the sports. I got it. I landed on a pretty good day here. It's all star time. And if you've listened to any of our episodes, you know we like little league. We you like know we like all stars. We like school dances and all stars. <laughs> um. It's we're we're opening the tournament in Albany, the uh, district or the area tournament, whatever it's called, and I I can guarantee you I was at this game because I'd never been to an All Star game before. I remember my dad took me over to Albany. I loved the seating there it was like kind of uh, like covered. There were parts of it it was like a mm -hmm. kind of a canopy or something above your head, so you're like we're sitting in the shade. So if someone falls, I mean, starts wrestling and falls out of the upper right. deck, they won't hit <laughs> yes. you. They'll land on the canopy. Always loved games at Olney, whether we went over there for Babe Ruth for some tournaments and things like that. Always loved playing over there at those fields. But I remember when we got there, just these this aura of all-stars, those those navy blue uniforms, the stars on the front of the cap. And I remember getting there and seeing Doug Paget 
in a bullpen session before he was going to pitch that night. And that's how I know I was at this game because he was warming up. And I had just watched the NL and AL face off a week earlier in the All-Star game. And I always thought it was cool how during the starting lineups, they, the pitcher would be off in the bullpen warming up. Yeah. And just walk. I, I got chills walking there seeing Doug Padgett warming up. And, and like anytime we think of All-Stars, like I think of that moment. And it gave me a lot of pride too. I was like, this is the opening game of the tournament and it's like one and done. It's not double elimination. I don't think. Mm -mm. And my teammate, my teammate from the union has been given the ball in game one. And so when we did win it, I got some reports in that game. We won seven to one against Noble and draw. Yeah. And, um, Pitched a masterpiece, so we didn't have to use Brandon. And you drafted. Uh, you Corey. You drafted Doug Paget, or no? Or you drafted Neil Paget. I'm sorry. I think I threw him out there, but I didn't have enough money to grab him. I think maybe Gary got him. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah Gary Neil. got Doug Paget. You had Neil. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Doug was the winning pitcher. He allowed one run on two hits. He struck out eight. He did walk six, but kind of oh, like wow. with the with the Buckos. I mean, great <laughs> fielding behind him. Um, Corey Ray led the attack. Uh, another one of he's that, Gary's as that, well. Another one of Gary's players. You guys sure uh, I have the best team? <laughs> I'm positive. He had two singles. Um, some more hitting stats. Uh, Doug Paget with a triple. Gary's team. Uh, Brandon Smith with a double. Gene Allen with a single. And we might be kicking ourselves here, also in the hitting column, the undrafted Gary Gray from the Legion mm. with a single. So never I think we kind even, of overlooked him. I never bit. considered drafting him. And yeah, now I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. Sean Potts, Doug Padgett, class of 90, the best players in the Little League. And I never mentioned Gary Gray. So and he's um, on the list. I'm looking right at him right now. From yeah, Little League name, draft. yeah, he's on there. Uh, so we advanced to the championship game. So that's why I think this is it was single elimination because we will then face only Wednesday night in a seven thirty contest, and then the winner goes on to face the winner of the Robinson tournament um, in the next round. So um, congratulations to that loaded All Star team. And a lot of guys in that team are guys that were drafted um, by Gary weeks ago with us. <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, you Chip um, had Brandon. Yeah, the aim. Tennis tournaments taking place. And Always some big, a big names. One. This yep. forgot about AIM. Yeah, and I think a lot of people did, but once we say, I mean, it's still there. Uh, I don't know that it's functioning anymore. And wonderful I track. I think it's I gone. Think it's gone. They okay. tore it down. Oh yeah, I think it's, it's gone. 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 It's gone. Oh yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. What's there now? <laughs> it's just a it's field. A yeah, I think it's just it's a, only thirty-eight years ago. I think it's a field. Okay, yeah. well, they had a great track and a great Gone. building. Um, Dr. Heron had like a doctor's office there or something. Gone. What was that? I don't, I don't know if the doctor's <laughs> office is gone too. Okay. I know oh, gone is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but and they had tennis courts, obviously, with the big ten- tennis tournament. So um, Darren O'Grady uh, came with the first place finish. Now, I think of Darren as like a Lawrenceville guy, but are you looking at those little league lists, Brian? I think Darren O'Grady might have. Oh, been he on a definitely team. was on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, zero question. Because I remember when I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know. So I don't. Yeah. So Darren O'Grady went either. Hey, he played for the problems with- played for the bank in '76. So yeah, and then just a mere eight years later, he brought home a first place trophy. Lisa Lockhart and Sue Gear also. Um, 
at press time, so maybe in somebody else's paper will be reported, the championship match for the men's Division A title, which is what we're all that's waiting what, to yeah, hear. That's what you want look for. And it's going to be decided sometime this week. Doug Hardacre against No uh, Shock. Don Wolf. Officer oh, wow. Don. Oh, God. Holy if cow. we get a report, that's six love, six love. I guarantee you. You think Wolf's going to beat him that bad? <laughs> no, other way. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems like every time we bring up tennis reports, Doug Hardacre's name is near the top of those reports. Just an X. I don't think we can say enough because he only he played at Bridgeport for his first three years, only one year in the old school era, his senior year. Um, but all around, it didn't matter what sport he played. He was just good at it. Um, and tennis was definitely, um, one near the top. Um, other participants of note, Kent Ingram was, uh, in the B division. Oh, really? I didn't know know Kent was a tennis player. Yeah. And the country club sports seem to be where Kent's interest, (laughs) um, lies and, uh, no big names in the, um, female division there, mostly from Lawrenceville, seems like. In the men's A division, third place went to, I'll give you a hint, he's a former Red Hill kicker at this time. Vinny Arahu. In, no, in Brett McKim. <laughs> Brett McKim, third <laughs> place. And he defeated Jeff Jeff Gear. Oh, a year wow. off of a 68-0 state championship. Take that, a Lawrenceville. Freshman season at successful freshman season at Vin, at VU. And yeah, Red Hill takes down Lawrenceville there. So nice. And so yeah, the it, well, a lot of names there. So tournament's doing well. Um and then just in na- national sports news, Sid Fernandez is getting called up by the Mets. I like this opening line by Mike Tully of the UPI. Uh, Fernandez was a bigger fella. Yeah, he's and smart. I like this. Uh, kind of a Fernandez, Chris Christie look. A 230-pound left-hander with a waistline to match his potential. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I like that. So Sid would go on to soon win a World Series ring a couple years later. Let's just go through a couple other things. Now, I have a little bit of 4-H. I will kind of pre- – I'll if there's anything that's going to be repeated later, I won't say it, but does anybody have the hay, hay bale throwing – was anybody planning on reporting on that tonight? I miss I, it. I'm not. I do okay, not have that. Well, let me get into this one then. Please. So, in the – of course, we'll just go over key names here. And some good fr- – some friends of mine are in here. So I will, even though they're not from Lawrence County, I will give them shout outs on here. So in the 9 to 11, my good friend from Robinson, 92 graduate, Kevin Newell, congratulations on a fourth place finish. Uh, went to church with him for many years. And let's see, let's get up to the 15 to 19 division. And the name I wanted to go into, oh, Mark Heath finished fifth. So congratulations, Mark. In the girls 12 to 14. Oh, this is boy or girl 12 to 14. Um, Neil Heath with a fourth place finish. You know, I'm I'm surprised that there's um there's four more for Mark and three more for Neil that that were any stronger and throwing a bale of hay. I mean, those Well, I and I guess since we're talking Red Hill here, it was dominated by 80. So let's go get into the whole 87 class here that well, was, let's he go. was going against. Come on. You know these guys as well as anyone. So are you surprised by these results? So Neil okay. in fourth. Okay. Um 
In third was Aaron Crone from Lawrenceville. Second place, Dennis D.J. Thacker in okay. second. Okay. Stout. And Jeff McKinney in first. These well, are all 87 yeah. guys. Brian, are you surprised? No, Neil was no. I mean, I, I, you know, I was, I was questioning Neil getting third, but you know, I can see those two guys picking up a, pay, especially Jeff McKinney. I yeah. mean, he may have twirled it on his finger like a basketball before he threw. It. <laughs> I was, and, I was, I was not good at that event. I, I <laughs> You were better I, I at like was, the the tractor pulls, weren't you? Like we had to like get on a toy tractor and pull stuff. Like, weren't you good at oh, that? No, no. Okay. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, well, if we're talking classmates and friends here, I let's do I guess it. you know I hyped Kevin getting fourth in the, but let's get back to Red Hill. Fifth place, a classmate of Gary's, Rachel Childress. Fifth oh, place wow. in the hay oh, bale throwing nine job, to eleven Rachel. boys and girls. So country strong. Do they have country distances strong. by chance? No, I was kind of wanting to see where like Neil. See that. Yeah, I'd like to see where Neil matched up against Rachel Childress. <laughs> um, and then in the grooming and showing, there nothing in there. And fifteen to nineteen in the in grooming and showing. Uh, Brent Inyer, nice job. Um, Kevin's sister Kara uh, dominated the the showing of dairy. So congratulations to another church friend of mine. So that's just a little bit. They're going to have more on the fair later on. See, I've got one more page here. Um, okay. This is a Decatur news, but it was oh, statewide news. Okay. There was a murder in Decatur. Um, unfortunately, an 86 year old woman uh, was beat inside of her home by an 18 year old named Rodney Baltimore and Baltimore is on the loose right now. This 18 year old from Decatur. Rodney um, Baltimore. What a what a great name. Yeah. So I would get, became interested in this case yeah. while I was studying the other night. So I went on that Illinois Department of Corrections website to see, well, if he was if he was ever captured, if he was in there, like is he one of those like well, he's already at 38 years later, he's already free again. Yeah. But you'll be happy to know he is still in the Pickneyville prison life nice. sentence. He's not Rodney. going anywhere. So uh, Rodney Baltimore. Rodney. I was hoping he was in the Sumner. I mean, I you, I I was really hoping Sumner, 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 but it's um, Pickneyville. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah, we could have gotten a note to him and told him that he was on the podcast if he was in yes, Sumner. Right. Rodney Baltimore. What a great name. I mean, a terrible <laughs> crime. Don't get me wrong, but a great name. Yeah, and at this time, I mean, the her husband was in um, critical condition, so. I 87 years old. I, I don't wonder, know that he was survived it or not. I wonder if he's in, I wonder if he's in prison for that crime still, or if he's in prison for another. Yeah. One. That's the that dates one? matched okay. up. Like he, he was, he was in custody like August of 84 or something like that. So it all matched up. So it so. was pretty heinous for him. If he yeah. didn't, if, if the guy lived, but the, but his wife died though. Oh, I got, okay. I it was all, so I don't oh, know if it was yeah. a so it was almost, got yeah. One. Oh, gotcha. And then one other, um, sorry, I told you I'd have a lot of upsetting news today. Um, yeah. Okay. Z remember, okay, 40 exchange student, 1992, 91-92. Guys, who was the foreign exchange student that we had in 91-92? This is between Borja and Vinny. Who, who was our foreign exchange student that year? It was not Alex Santos. I He cut out, Dave. I'm sure you got the answer right, though. Pedro? Good, Pedro, yeah. So Pedro Parra. Um, and who did Pedro live with? Lived there on with the Petties. He did. He lived at the Petties. Uh, well, at this time, Joe Petty was not living, I think, on Church Street. Um, mm. 
was not living on Church Street at that time. He was living in the Northgate Apartments in Lawrenceville. And his Kmart brand 19-inch color television has been stolen. So a lot of people that are important to us this week were um, some unfortunate things were happening. Yeah, so no I'm kidding. sorry. I mean, that's just, I mean, Jeez, when someone Chip. is on your property and getting into your stuff, it's just an awful feeling. So, yeah. and a 19-inch television, uh, color TV would have been a nice TV back then Absolutely. for a young, a young Joe Petty. It ain't bad now. Hey, hey, Chip, you don't. You're not wrapping up this tennis tournament on your last report, are you? Because I no, got I, the results. If you okay. we, if we want them real quick, yeah. Oh, does anybody else have the tennis in their No, report? matter of fact, I looked at my paper just to make sure that I didn't miss it, but I do not. Okay, have all right. Well, listen, let's hear it. listen to this: a two-hour match between Don Wolf and Doug Hardacre. Doug, now Don Wolf was a runner. I mean, he smoked oh, like a well, chimney, but he's he was a runner, well-known runner throughout. Yeah, Lawrenceville. so he probably had some stamina. Wolf takes the first set 6-2 on Hardacre. Now, that surprises me. <laughs> Doug may have gotten the big head coming into this he match. He probably never thought know. he had this wrapped up. I mean, I guarantee you when they were warming up before the match, Don Wolf was smoking. Guarantee you. <laughs> Hardacre <laughs> fell to Wolf in the first set 6-2, but came charging back in the second with a score of 7-6. And won the tiebreaker 7-4. All right. But then Hardacre outlasts in third set, 6-2 victory for the championship. Uh, so Mark Young was the tournament director, said it was a two-hour match, saw lots of great tennis. Young also wanted to extend a thanks to his ball boys, Mike Heron and Will Gibson and ball girl Michelle Cruz to wrap up that tournament. Yeah, that that's much cool. When and if, well, I just won't say if, when we do a Doug Hardacre episode and we interview him, remember that. He had to be shocked that that was as close as it was. Yeah, but the youthfulness of Doug Hardacre, Doug would have been about 10 years out, so Doug's about 28. I think Don Wolf may have gone to school with Mike Smith, so Don's um, like 61. So, yeah, about a 13-year age difference in between. Yeah. So Hell of a match, it sounds like, though. Yeah, sounds like a good match. All right, is that it? Yeah, he for would have been, been in his 40s, so, I mean, playing great in his 40s. I mean, how many professional male professional tennis players do you see in their forties playing? I mean, yeah, how many? <laughs> None. <laughs> yeah, Djokovic. And Don was in the championship. Yeah, <laughs> Djokovic's old and he's in his mid thirties, I think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Chip, are you ra- have are are you officially wrapping up wins? Yeah, I'm glad Gary was able to end with some after I had murders and thefts on my last yeah, report. No so kidding. Gary gave something fun to wrap up Tuesday, July seventeenth. All right, well, before we jump to Wednesday, uh, let's take another break here to hear from our fantastic sponsors, and we will be right back with a couple more songs from uh, the top 10 for the week of July 16th, 1984, and then we'll, uh, we'll get back into it right after this. For Bridgeport-style pizza, go across the street from the Dog Pound to Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. The July special pizza is the Bratwurst Pie. It has chopped up bratwurst, grilled onions, and mozzarella cheese. You get a choice of adding a drizzle of mustard or spicy mustard to it. Available in 10-inch for $11.79 or 14-inch for $18.79. Whatever kind of pizza you want, just call the Pizza House and they can help you out. Open Tuesday through Sunday, 4 to 9, and dine in, carry out, or delivery. Call Griffin's Pizza House at 945-FOOD. 
When you're looking for insurance, we hope that you would call the Andrews Insurance Agency at 542 Main Street in Bridgeport. Terry Andrews and Justin Shear are your independent agents and they're your professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet and see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency. All right, we are back. We left off at number seven, Almost Paradise, uh, by Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. And the next song, ranked number six on this week in 1984, is by a little lady named Laura Branigan with Self-Control. Great synthesizer at the beginning. Talking Little League 84, you're talking self-control to me. It's where it takes me back to. This is a great, then that guitar kicks in. Really, really solid song. This was on the chart for 14 weeks. And uh, it did get up to number four. It's on its way back down now. But uh, it's Laura Branding. Number five, not my favorite band. Chip and I have had debates about this band. but I know who this band is. uh, Not necessarily one of my... Favorites, they're but this all, their is their only number one song. Went to number well, their one. First number one song, I should say. Their first number one. Thirteen weeks on the charts. It's at number five this week. Staying at number five, it appears from the week before. This is Duran Duran and the Reflex. I'll skip ahead while they vamp here a little bit. Every little thing, the reflex. Is this their signature song? I think Hungry Like the Wolf probably is, okay. but it, it's definitely up there. But there's so many to choose from. What's that one, the one song that it was on a countdown we voted on not long ago that I kind of, it's kind of a slower song that I said, you know, this is one Duran Duran song I really like. Yeah, it was one of those late 80s ones I off the top of my head. Yeah, I can't I think can't of think it. But, yeah, it. I know it was – I think it was a driver's ed song for me maybe. But um, yeah. uh, Ordinary World, maybe. What was it, Dave? Yeah, ordinary World. Yeah, that's it. I really like that song. Yeah, I don't know why. And I don't hate Duran Duran. I just – I don't know. I'm just not – I think you're going to end up loving them one of these days. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, you know how I get on stuff and, and – I am on, this is going to sound silly. And I think it's partly because of these newspapers and we're really diving in things and we're working on a little project that we're going to announce soon. And I, I'm very, I've been very um, nostalgic lately, like really. And I think it kind of fed into that. I started watching the Waltons from the beginning. <laughs> and, uh, and the Waltons isn't, you know, it, it's not. Ozark. I mean, it's not exciting, but it, you know, it's kind of like that Ted Lasso where it just makes you feel good at the end. And so I've been watching one of those every few days and, and, uh, yeah, look at me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Hey, let's talk about the movies real quick while we're getting the halfway point of the week. Um, I, I went ahead and printed out the whole thing because again, just what a great week of what was in the theaters or or had been in the theaters and was on its way down but i'm just going to run down from number 10 star trek 3 the search for spock then conan the destroyer at nine cannonball run two bachelor party i saw that one at the at the uh 
theater back in the day. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm not really an Indiana Jones guy. I think King is the only one here, right? Dave, you're an Indiana Jones fan? Yeah, except the new the newer ones are terrible, but those yeah. those ones were good. Sorry to hear that. Um the fifth movie, The Karate Kid. I think we all saw that in the theater. Um it's been this has been released for a few weeks here. It's still doing seven million in business. Muppets take Manhattan at four, the last Starfighter at three, Gremlins at two, and the number one movie in the country. This week in nineteen eighty four is Ghostbusters. So, uh in the paper, start off um I'm on chips chips uh, bandwagon here kind of some bad news a 15 year old alney boy who pointed a pistol at a woman's head and allegedly cocked the trigger during a robbery uh was sentenced to four years in probation that's all he got but um i almost didn't even read it once i saw alney boy but then i got to look the robbery was actually at the you taste it cheese shop in sumner so um, some excitement there. But basically what the judge said was, I don't think putting away a 15-year-old boy for without one prior conviction is, uh, is the way to go. So um, he, uh, he backed off that, just gave him probation. And so we'll have to do the, the Baltimore test on him and see where he's at. Um, then uh, there was a family reunion, the Pinnock family reunion was held july 15th at lawrence township park and kind of scanned the names of of who was at at this bridgeport residents attending camilla mahin alma pinnock mr and mrs joe brizard with mm-hmm. jody and jenna and joe jr um in in line and also from Bridgeport, Mike Wilcox, Douglas and Kelly Hall, Kay Grismer, Terry Lynn, Kim Boone, Mr. and Mrs. Homer Pinnock, and then uh, Steve Potts was uh, in attendance, and I guess he had a plus one because I also see Amy Chapman attended the Pinnock family. Here's something I did not know, and, and, oh, wow. and if I did, I completely forgot about this. So I saw there was a Taco Tierra ad, in the mm-hmm. paper, and I got mm-hmm. to thinking, I don't remember Taco Tierra in Lawrenceville. Do you guys remember where it was at? Bobes. Bobes, that's right. I had yeah. I did not yeah. I did or, not remember that. What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh I either I didn't I'm sure I knew it, but I completely forgot. And I don't I definitely never ate there, and then I grew to love I never ate there. I I've never been there. Grew to love Taco Tierra when they still, were in Evansville. Still. So the Taco Tier in Evansville closed, but the weirdest thing, they mm-hmm. built a brand new gas station between um, Newburgh and Evansville, and there's a place called Taco Tiende, and it's the exact same menu as uh, yeah. It's okay. and it tastes it tastes exactly the and same. There's one in, there's one in uh, one in Vincent's, right? yeah, that that where the Executive Inn used to be, where that that convenience store is, and yeah, I mean it's Taco Tierra is what it is. I don't know what's going yes. on with the name, but so if you if you if you need a fix, just go to Taco okay. Tienda at the there if you've, if you've never had it you don't know what you're missing Chip, I get a sancho that's that's why i've always heard yeah. I, it's like a say. it's like a taco but it's wrapped up like a burrito okay but there's no like beans i mean it's it's a taco is what it okay. is it's just, meat, meat cheese and lettuce standard it's, a big it's like taco. a taco but it's big yeah gotcha <laughs> and it's wrapped like not quite like a burrito yeah. kind of. um we've talked about those uh apartments at 417 main street across from like by next door or kind of 
right there by where the Ambroses lived, across yeah, from the Yeah, yeah. We've next talked about through there on a cruise. You ever wonder Fuller, next to where the Fullers used I to live? I think we may have even talked about. I wonder how much those cost back in the eighties. Oh. Well, here we go for rent in the in the classified ads. Four seventeen Main Street, Bridgeport Air Condition, one or two bedroom apartment, low utility, stove and refrigerator for a hundred and seventy five dollars a month in 1984 now i thought it was interesting math right now (laughs) one or two apart there's no differential price that was weird to me but that's amazing like i get two bedrooms i go for the two yeah but uh can you get a price you gotta go for two don't you (laughs) (laughs) king you got a price on that in uh 175 bucks basically things double every 20 years so it's been 40 years. So that'd be what? So three, 325. So we're three. talking about 700, give or take. Okay. That's, pretty, that's good for today. Yeah. yeah I bet that. that's about what it is today. I would guess that's probably. If it's $700, I, I'm telling you, that's a ripoff. Gary. It should be probably about four. Oh, come on. Uh, the I, I noticed the bankroll. Um, was on the uh, $400 bankroll at the IGA in, in, uh, in Bridgeport. And well, actually this may be Lawrenceville. It just says, uh, McKim's IGA, but I, I just remember that that was always a big deal to go have your card punched for the bank. Oh yeah. I was going to ask how you won that. I always remember, wasn't there like a picture of like a wild West cowboy on and that's where they <laughs> oh, yeah. kept like how much it was Those big numbers on the yeah. windows, yeah. everything, everything in like a starburst. <laughs> um, so how did you win? I, I think they, I guess they drew your name, and then you had to have your card punched. Yeah, I you think. had to be punched that week. Yeah, ah, you had to be punched. You got you into that store every week. And then they, right underneath the bankroll ad was a, a, a deal for RC Cola, eight 16-ounce bottles, buck fifty nine, and plus your deposit. So you, remember that you had to, right when you walked in, there was that metal mm-hmm. rack. Where right you turn your, your left as I'm walking in. Put <laughs> your bottles, turn around, get your deposit back, and then you'd have to repay it, of course, if you were buying pop. But interesting thing, the way things were back then. But another thing I noticed, I was staying on the grocery store report. Um, here's the grocery stores that was just in this one newspaper. Clark Grocerette, which I think was more of a gas station i think they probably just had okay yeah lawrenceville red and white had a full page ad neely's key market had a page and a half ad super value had a full page ad and mckim's iga had six full pages i mean what a time to be a newspaper yeah, ad sales two igas in town in yeah, the my. county so it's goodness yeah and they all did good business oh uh, well they seem to i don't know uh, convicted burglar Donald Reagan was sentenced Tuesday to 11 days in the Lawrence County Jail. Blah, blah, blah. He robbed key, uh, Neely's Key Market. Um, but the interesting part of this story is the last paragraph. Sheriff Eddie Ryan and Chief Deputy Steve Chancellor took the stand during the hearing to testify that Reagan had screamed shrilly for long periods of time while incarcerated this week. He also was stirring up other prisoners and advising them on how to blow up a toilet. Huh? Was he charged for that? No. Yeah, disorderly conduct or anything? Uh, no, I think it was just a report. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that is my my report on Wednesday, July 18th. And we'll go with a couple more songs here. I think we left off at the Reflex, didn't we, Gary? I believe so. So next up on the list, it uh, peaked at number four. 
Last week it was number six, so this is its peak. Um, number four won't go any higher. It's on the charts for 11 weeks altogether, and this is by, if I can find it, there it is. This is by Billy Idol. Gary mm. loves this song. Good vi- Another good video. That's Eyes Without a Face. Mm. It stands the test of time. It's still good today. Skip ahead here a little bit. No, I think the part, like, I like at the end when it really gets going. Didn't you guys say you don't really care for that part? Like, it's almost like a different song. Wait, when you say you guys, like, who are you? I feel like Chip and Dave both said it at one point. I'm not sure. Chip and Brian. Probably during the 84 tournament last year, we had this I don't remember saying that. Maybe it was just Chip. Let me see if I can find that part that Dave hates or Chip hates. I don't know. It wasn't Dave. I don't think it's Dave. What me? I love. I I would say I I could see. I probably said that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's it's the part where I like this song. Oh. I don't love the song. It's Is this the part though. you're talking about? Oh shoot! Right there. Yeah, that's that part. Yeah, I prefer all the rest of the stuff. More. On the bus, on a psychedelic trip, reading murder books, trying to stay hid. There you go. That's number four. I'll go ahead and do number three. This is a a, a song that no one's going to argue about. This is by a group of sisters. This is its peak at number three. It was number three the week before. It was 12 weeks on the charts. And it's Jump for My Love by the Pointer Sisters. This, the video with the track and field footage. So good. This had that watching videos at Gary's house on Friday nights. That's think of this. Yeah, and this song was everywhere sports related. I would say I feel that, like there was a part of the video where Michael Cooper of the Lakers had like a really awesome dunk, I think, against the Sixers. I think oh, yeah. that's that. I think that's a part like I love. I was a Lakers fan back then. I maybe that's when I started. Carl Lewis long jump. I noticed by that picture um, on the Facebook page today, Gary, you were also a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. I went through a Cowboys phase when I was younger. I guess I was in 1990. Was that two? Yeah, 92. I love seeing that picture inside the little Pizza Hut. That brought back some memories. We used to go to that Pizza Hut quite a bit after games or before games. You know what my idea is. I think that's how they should do Avery Pizza Hut still today. All right, who's got Thursday? I do. You guys hear me okay, I guess. Yep. Yeah, if, if you okay. Dave's on his phone because of some computer issues tonight, so if if you get squirrely, we'll let you know, Dave. Okay, sounds good. So uh, Brian reported on the panic reunion at the uh, Lawrenceville Park I on did. Sunday, July fifteenth. They shared it with the York family. Oh, because uh, oh, the York yeah. family okay. also had their reunion. So, um, and what park are where is this at? Very well. It was at Lar- what Lawrence. Uh, what did it say, Lawrence? What does Lawrence it say? Township Park. I Lawrence Township Park. Okay, so just the, all right. So we're at the big park there. The park. Yeah, not that fake park down by the river. I want to get my bearings yeah. straight here. Can't be mixed up. So the 18th annual York Family Reunion. Oh. Um, so attending from Bridgeport, of course, Mister and Mrs. Richard Richard York, Bobby, Clifford, and Christine. You expect uh, them? I forgot that they were. I forgot that they were related, but uh, Mr. and Mrs. Michael, Mikey, Michael Robinson, Leslie, and Mikey. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Um, also, Mr. 
Mr. and Mrs. Charles York and Mark, Mr. and Mrs. Charles York II, uh, Mrs. Marlene Riggs, Jason, and Justin. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, Mrs. Rosella Gray and Rosie. And Mrs. Uh, Kathleen Creek, all of support. What a day at the park. In and then it's uh, loaded. And then uh, El- Mr. and Mrs. Eldon Mitchell and Cindy, Kenny Schultz, Mrs. Eva York, and grandson Greg Williams uh, attended from Sumner. Okay. And then a lot of out of town, uh, a lot of out of town guests as well. Um, but they agree. It was agreed at the end that they would have the uh, the nineteenth annual reunion at the same place, the third Sunday in July of nineteen eighty five, and they mm-hmm. even elected two officers for the next year. Ooh. Stella Skaggs, Egg Holly. Who's so, the second one? Egg Holly. Egg Holly. I don't know Peg. <laughs> I like that you get that in the books with the city of Lawrenceville uh, before someone else tries to come in. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, that's thinking ahead. And listen. The, this isn't new to them. I mean, this has been going on for a while. And and maybe the reason they're getting this in the book so soon is maybe the bizarre, the Pennings reunion kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> showed up at the same time. What, so, what, what was the um, date of the 85 reunion? Uh, let's see. 14th? The third. Oh, it's the third Sunday. Third Sunday in July. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead with your report. Brian's going to research that. If you guys need a new ceiling fan, um, Mayo Lighting Designs in, uh, in Vincent is the place to go. Get a wood-bladed ceiling fan, three-speed, um, with lights for $54.95. So I thought that was a pretty good deal. Yeah, that seems fair. I think you can buy them now for like eighty or something. I think so. I think they're kind of like know. VCRs. VCRs were nine hundred dollars. The calculators. A um, little bit. A little bit of sports news on this Thursday. Uh, there's a. Uh, there was a report that the Illini were just about to get hit. Their football team was about to get hit with the uh, sanctions. Um, but the Illini officials denied that they were being. Inv- I guess there was an investigation, but nothing, nothing was ever run. This and this was from the time when Mike White was the uh, was the coach. So that would have been right, right before, right before this time. So yeah, a great but, time. But uh, uh, the Lawrence County looks like I'm guessing the yeah Legion posts uh, be the American Legion team. Um, they they lost they uh they lost to the Robinson Legion Post 69 10 to 3 um Lawrence County only managed four hits um getting those hits were Jay Baker, Shannon Grismer, Darren Blair and Chuck Mattingly. Um Chuck Mattingly Shannon Grismer and Doug Grismer both both played for the both took that day but they were they were unable to stop Robinson as well so it just just wasn't the uh this wasn't the day for them. Yeah. Two well-known names in Red and... Hill and Bridgeport baseball circles. Yes. For sure. So keep in mind with me, my computer's going about a third speed, so yeah. things aren't moving very fast. Well, while you're catching up here, we'll just do a couple more songs on the old countdown. If that's okay with everybody. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up on the list, what did we just do? Jump for my loves. Well, I got two left, and and in this star-studded list, you got to think they're going to be good. Well, number two, Chip calls him the boss. 
I just call him old Uncle Brucey. Yeah. Dancing in the dark. Position. Reach. Yeah, you're right. Reach number two did not go to number one. And strangely, only eight weeks on the charts. That seems strange to me. Well, at that point, it would have been eight weeks. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's this is. He'll start his way his his way back down the charts. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't thinking about that. Um, have you? If you have, what is your thoughts on the uh, slow version of this by John Legend? I've never heard. I don't know if I've heard it. it, It's a good. He did it on Howard Stern show. No, it's good. It's. We'll go ahead and number one while Chip is, or Dave is rock and rolling over there. Number one song in the nation. At this point, it's been on the charts for seven weeks. Last week, it was number one. This week, it's number one. Yeah, I think it spent six, five or six weeks at number one. So blocked Bruce. From his, Bruce never had a number one song. So yeah, That was shocking um, to hear that. Yeah, that is um, shocking. They had this blocking its way because Dan because uh, Born the USA was the number one album for a while, right? Or no? yeah, oh yeah, the album was massive, but never could make it to the. Well, you you look at these. There were so many good songs back then; they all couldn't be number one. I mean, it's just, that's a good call. Most these songs you listed, I mean, they all had number one capabilities, and there's only two of them that that reached the top. I think. Yeah, um, on the, this list, yeah, Reflex and, and When Doves Cry are the only one. The winner of our Facebook group we're in, where we do tournaments, this was the night, the winning song of the 1984 tournament, When Doves Cry. Sorry, Spotify. All right, Dave, you ready? Yeah, I was lo- loading uh, fair results. That's why I took so long. Oh, I can, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that's got to be substantial. <laughs> We got. I was gonna say we got complete fair results. I had no idea just looking through these. I I completely forgotten there were so many different, like different categories that you could win your ribbons in. Um, especially in cattle, I guess that cattle. I was not. I was. I was in the. I was in the hog part, so I never really paid much attention to that. But there was all, but a lot of a lot of big British sport names. Um. Rachel Childress continues her dominance at the fair um, there in July of 84. She comes in at, in the other breeds category, and she's listed cha- uh, under other breeds, the champion heifer and champion bull, and it lists Missy, Eric, and Rachel Childress and lists them as, as of, of Lawrenceville. So I, th- oh. I assume we're talking about the same uh, Oh, actually, um, well, um, Missy the- Childress was from Lawrenceville. She was a year older than me. Okay, right. I I, yeah. I, I vaguely remember her, but I assume Rachel's Rachel. I would. Yeah, I may be wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> but she's eight. But under the steer category, uh, under the pole, Herefords, uh, Grand Champions, Mark and Neil Heath, Sumner. Of course. Um, under the course. Shorthorn Angus Steers. Mark and Neil Heath, Sumner. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. then uh, under the Holstein Dairy, Lisa Hoswinkle, she claimed she cleaned up in that category. Which not they had a dairy, so not. Um, under just what I would consider, I may be wrong on this. I consider just the normal, the normal beef uh, 
you know, the normal beef cattle that, that the show at the fair, yeah. uh, grand champion steer, Donnie Paddock, okay. um, registered grand champion steer, also Donnie Paddock. Okay. Um, and then Gail Paddock got the rate of game champion, which I was going to say, yeah, that, exactly we're sure talking the chance that. yeah, that's the chancy version of Donnie Paddock. <laughs> yes. Um, right. Under the swine division, uh, grand champion market hog goes to Lonnie Moan. Um, registered grand champion market hog, Amy Marinholtz. Uh, actually, I think she went to Lawrenceville. Uh, grand then champion crossbred, Lonnie Moan as well. Uh, registered champion crossbred, Jennifer White. And then registered champion purebred, taken home by the one and only David King. Oh, great. Well, congratulations, Dave. Dave. Do you still have that? As I told, uh, as I told Tim, I, I, it says registered champion, so either we bought it like specifically to show it at the fair. If it came from this farm, I guarantee it wasn't pure <laughs> So you so – you, this is like Milli Vanilli. You're going to have to give your award back. <laughs> 40, uh, 39, year, 39 years later, I've had it myself. <laughs> Uh, I do have news uh, in the Monday, July 29th, 1985 daily record. Uh, the July 21st, the Yorks held their 19th reunion. Um, tons of visitors, as you can imagine. But Richard York and Stella Skaggs were elected officers for the 86th reunion. Okay. So, Richard, okay. Richard going to run things next year. So, they would be now into like the... 58th annual uh, re- I wonder if they're doing the 58th reunion this weekend I have to ask Clifford about that yeah. questions we need answers to keep an eye on Facebook maybe we'll get the answers <laughs> earliest Sunday everybody now has something to do this week yeah my only other story I don't know and after the kind of the kind of the negative stories that came out of some of these. I don't know if I even want to talk about it, but I guess I'll throw it out there. Hey, we, yeah. hey, we can't be all fun and games here. Front page news, uh, mass shooting in San Diego, which I had never heard of this, but um, basically a guy, his name was James Oliver Huberty, 41 years old, walked into McDonald's within the, within sight of his, uh, with his, uh, his apartment building with three weapons, and and what commenced was the sing at the time the worst single day mass shooting in U.S. history. Wait a minute, Ooh. that guy lived so in the same building as a McDonald's. Well, no, it was within sight of his apartment. Oh, I think like he, said he ins- from his apartment. I think he said inside. He got in a big fight. Dang. He got in a fight yeah. with his wife, was angry, and went down to this McDonald's and just started shooting. So wow. I, I do remember I that story, story, and I um. Yeah. We went to San Diego the next summer, and I remember that like being in the back of my mind. You know, we know these are isolated and just it doesn't suck, but um, still, it kind of had me freaked out because my yeah, a year later, I'm thinking, wow, this is where that that was following on the news a year ago. But um, that's crazy. Um, more follow uh, up on that stuff. That's happened even back then. More follow up on that York reunion. Um, 85, (laughs) 86, it was very spotty in July. There wasn't hardly anything. I do have a story. August 6th of 87, 
that they report on Sunday, July 19th, the York Family Reunion still rolling. And uh, for the, the next year, Stella Skaggs must have done a good job. She's back as chairman for the 88 reunion along with Shirley Thompson. I assume they just spread that around a little bit. But I guess if you do a good job, you're going to get it again. They dumped Richard. That's all. I, but Skag, yeah, Stella stayed on every year. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps my uh, report up for Thursday. So okay. whoever got Friday. Oh, it's my turn already. We got we got the in between, the filler in between, Brian. Right no, we're going just, straight to Friday. Let's roll with it. Well, let's see here, Friday. I think I'm going to start off with the class of 74 had their 10 year reunion. You guys okay with starting with that story? Please. Class of 74. Oh, the first class. The class of 74, 35 alumni. It is the Doug Hardacre class. class. So 35 alumni seems little. Say back in those days, it was probably up around 100 or so, wasn't it? Probably back then. They had about a third show up. Okay. uh, 35, a two day reunion. So they had a couple different events. So. Saturday night, they had their celebrating class members gathered at the Larsville Elks for a dinner and dance. Nice. Several people there. Let's see some uh, some Steve Pintel, John Christie, Jeff Moore. Let's see Joe Beth Baltzell, Claude Felter, if you know her, Brenda Hostickle Dickerson. You got uh, Beth Musgrove Rucker. You got Julie Finley Wright. You got Rick Moyer, Bruce Jones. You got uh, Susan Lake Darnold. You got Glenn Grismer. You got Mark Putney. You got Harry Andrews. Bud Piper. Doug Hardacre. Studded. Just a wonderful class that was. I would love how I wish we had. and Bridgeport together for, wow. I wish we had video of this. Probably not out there. Oh, boy. But Jeff Moore conducted a brief program prior to serving of a buffet dinner. It has to be a standard review, right? Oh, yeah. He was doing stand-up. He was doing jokes, maybe comment roasting a few people, but that's how it led off. <laughs> After the meal, uh, so citations were given. I always thought citations meant something bad. I guess it could yeah. be good. Citations were given to some class members, including Glenn Grismer. He was a class member with the oldest child. Pat Zwilling traveled the furthest. Justin. Bob Hansen lost the most hair. Sorry about that, Bob. Uh, Bob, do we have to call that out? John Christie, I bet that was really embarrassing if you had to go up and get an award from Jeff. <laughs> and who's awesome. got the biggest gut award? <laughs> Let's see. John Christie and Beth Musgrove Rucker, they changed the least. That's a good one to get. Yeah. It was just 10 years. Let's see. Bill Gray and Leslie Judy Putney changed the most. I don't know if that's good yeah, or bad. I'm not sure, the most. <laughs> I mean, how not many people get way better <laughs> 10 years after high school, but you know, never know. The band was a, uh, called Morning Mist. Now, not M-I-S-T, M-I-S-S-E-D. Whoa. Morning Mist. Oh, Morning Mist. Mist. Uh, I see what they but did there. They provided the dancing and the, the music. The evening was also an opportunity for much reminiscing and picture showing. Sunday, we had a picnic at the Lawrence Township Park. <laughs> <laughs> that place is busy in July. Why is anybody using Lanterman? I don't know. Jamboree week? Uh, no, that's in June. Oh, that's right. So anyway, we got uh, let's see, Dan Webster and Pam Whitaker Wyatt were unable to attend Saturday night gathering, but they joined them on Sunday. So thanks, thanks to those two for showing up there. 
Okay. Hey, no, while you're no. while you're between stories, um, 1988, it's the uh, 21st annual York reunion, so we're still rolling. No word in this one on who got elected for the 89 reunion, but uh, Kim Latson makes her debut. Oh the, yeah. So, okay. Nice. Yeah. Bob Bobby's girlfriend at the time. Bobby's life at this time. Yes. Still is. All right. One of the, uh, I guess. Most known Bridgeport families, the Moore family, Mr. Ross and Louise Moore, inviting all family and friends to the Executive Inn on July 23rd to help celebrate their 35th winning anniversary. So they're going to have a, they got a dinner over there. And of course, when you went to the Executive Inn, that was, uh, that was big time. Mm -hmm. Um, Really nice piano music. It felt very fancy when you were going over the Executive Inn. Big giant atrium about, I don't know how. I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like four. It felt like it was like five or six uh, different floors. I don't know if it was, like. <laughs> but just a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous restaurant. So you can go there and join, uh, join them. Of course, they're the parents of John, uh, Steve, and Jeff. So they had a little celebration. I'm going to go ahead. I didn't have a whole lot, but I'm going to finish up with some 4-H stuff. Um, we had some pictures in the paper. Wendy Chitwood of Sumner was pictured grooming her steer for the livestock auction. So I'm going to have some. Uh, uh, auction information here. You have 73 swine, sheep, and steer were auctioned off this evening. Hmm. So let's get into it. Dave talked about some of these, right? Yeah. We know Donnie Paddock did a pretty good job. His 1,175-pound steer was named Grand Champ. We knew that. First National Bank of Oblong won the bidding at $1.65 a pound. So let's get let's give Donnie a check for one thousand nine hundred and thirty eight dollars and seventy five cents oh. for that steer. So that was nice. Paddock also raised the reserve grand champion. This it was in quotes prime beast <laughs> was one thousand three hundred and seventy pounds. Thought that was another name of a band. <laughs> and went to the Auburn Grand went to the Auburn Grain <laughs> Company for just a little dollar ten a pound, but another fifteen hundred dollar. Profit from Mr. Mr. Paddock. Hey, I have a, Lonnie, I have a question. King, like when a bank buys a cow or a pig or something, what do they mm-hmm. do with that? Uh, uh, probably have a process for me. Oh, I so, may have an update on that so, in okay. a moment. Maybe. Oh, good. Yeah, I just I got to think. Actually, got to thinking about that today. I heard something about the Davies County Fair on the radio, and I I didn't know if they actually if they were giving it back to the person or and i think sometimes they do that it's more like a donate and like we yeah. don't really want this here's the money i, would, I don't yeah. want your pig would, uh, <laughs> one of my weaknesses as a uh as an animal farmer <laughs> as a kid i get way too attached to the animal. so if anyone mm-hmm. had offered me back my pig my that auction i would have gladly taken Man, it and give I, money back i i tell but, you if if you listen to the beginning <laughs> of the show those walton kids get way too attached to these animals <laughs> All right, go ahead, Gary. I I guess you're going to have – Oh, well, before Gary answers that, guys, I'm up to 1991. Things are falling apart on coverage (laughs) of this. There was nothing in 90. The only mention of it in 91, and this is in December of 91, in the Chansey Landy's News, there's a little blurb that says, Bob Baker attended the York reunion with Chris York Sunday in Bridgeport. That's it. And that was in the Chansey News, so – it's just because Bug went, or I think maybe that was Bug. But. Yeah, we're starting <laughs> Bug's to, brother. Okay. We're starting to lose out here. Now, my question, I assume Crawford County has a 4-H fair. David, can anyone confirm or 
that. But wasn't there like the the Robinson didn't have like a four H fair queen, so Robinson got to come down and yeah, uh, which caused all kinds. The reason I say that is because the oblong first bank of oblong bought one steer. And the Oblong Grain Company bought another one, so the Oblong folks are coming down buying up these these animals. So, and as you know from earlier, my friends from Robinson, I went to church That's with, a good came call. down and were um, yeah, I bet they did. hay bales and stuff. I bet they did. They would be probably doing most of their business in Oblong. Oh, true. Gas. It's probably closer, wasn't it? Sense. Lonnie Moan raised yeah. the Grand Champion Hog. I think we heard that before already. Yeah, and no Larry sure. Lewis of the Daily Record paid a dollar seventy a pound. For the 235 pound hog. So that got Lonnie $399.50. Lewis was quoted that he plans to use the hog at an upcoming daily record picnic. Okay. So, okay, we'll have that answer. So, petting zoo or pulled pork? I don't know. And he's not writing the story. Uh, That pig's not. I mean, we know what he's there for. Yeah. So, at least we know what they plan on doing with what they bought. I know Dave Dave mentioned. See, I don't want to hear that. I know. If if I'm attending that picnic, I know where that barbecue came from, but. I don't want to read that in the paper. Well, you're old. Like, you don't like uh, like like uh, barbecue restaurants that have like a picture of the pig on no, the side. No, and either. they all do it. <laughs> <laughs> a pig. You're going inside to eat pig, and on the sign is a pig in a chef's hat with a big fork. <laughs> See, I love it. I love it. I was thinking of the pig. He has like a bib on. He's holding like a <laughs> <laughs> pig. When I was going to go. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I know there's uh, there guys. There is so many winners here. I'm not going to go through. There's about 700 <laughs> people that won an award here at the in the textiles and clothing portion of the 4-H fair. But let's get through just a couple of them. Ages eight eight to nineteen. Luann Hobbs. Uh, slacks and blouse or vest. Lisa Hosswinkle. So dairy cows aren't just her thing. Yeah, she She's dominated. Also she just dominated the 4-H fair. Now this says sweet. I assume they mean suit, but they stuck an E on the end of it. Maybe I'm wrong. Gail Paddock gets first, and Angie Gartner gets second. Hmm. Susan Lotto wins best coat. Amy Mushrush wins embroidery. I didn't know they were doing all this. Now, I don't know what liquid embroidery is. No clue. Hmm. Don't know what that is. But Crystal Biggs took home first and second. Good job, Crystal. Cross Stitch is won by Amy Mushrush. Now, who do you think won Latch Hooks? Who would you guess won Latch Hooks in the 1984? Luann Hobbs. Number, uh, first place goes to John Lytle. Second place goes to Whitney <laughs> Kirchy. Class of 88, this is where they're... Whitney Kirchy had to be pissed that she lost to John Lytle in Latch Hook. And <laughs> last but not least, Pillows. Now, I don't know who Angie Muse is, but she somehow beat out... Home. Somehow beat out Denise Bowser in pillows. So Denise got second place yeah. in the Denise pillows. usually does well when we do the 4-H fair results. Her name pops up every time. What was that, Gary? You said liquid what? Material? Liquid embroidery. Embroidery. So, yeah, no clue. Did, I didn't know they also have adult winners in this 4-H fair story here. I had no clue. Didn't recognize many of the names. Probably a lot of them from Robinson coming down, yes. if I was to guess. Oh, but I, I did see the girl's dress was won by Susan Sager. So good job, Susan. Won won that. I see uh, some Palmer, Lorita Palmer. I know that's a Chansey family, I believe. But uh, Jan Schultz won Lady's Skirt. I think we know Jan Schultz, don't we? Uh, yes. She babysitted Jan, Jan Gognett Schultz. Jan Gognett, yes, yes. So 
But that's kind of wraps up the well, Friday and the 4-H fair news as far as I got. So well, that, that, that I, takes uh, us to Chip in the weekend. I was today years old when I found out what liquid embroidery was. Well, you it? know more than us. Can you uh, uh, yeah, shine I'm, some light I'm, on I'm it? going to pull it up on my phone here and show you. Some kind of glue hits your garments together. What? That's my guess. Oh, you're guessing? You don't know? Like, like uh, some kind of glue to... Is is your liquid like so? Like, instead of a oh, sewing machine, I don't know if you can see that. There's yeah. like a bottle, and you do that. Okay. All right. I've never I've never heard of that. And um, well, I have to say, we talk a lot about the great athletes, the Shannon Grismers, the the Bobby. Ba- we got a little more liquid embroidery there. <laughs> the um, the Bobby Bowser's, the Shannon Grismers, the Hype Baldwin's, the Brian Emmons, the Neil Heath, and all their exploits. But I'll tell you what, that class of 87 was dominant at 4-H fairs. Maybe the best class ever. There were probably a dozen names we mentioned today from that class. So kudos to the class of 1987. And we only gave about 10% of the results. Right, true. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, one event was the top three. Three of the top four were from the class of 87. (laughs) Quite frankly, it's one of the great classes of all time. Never said goodbye. Well, and I like the way that you guys do a lot of stuff, pictures on Facebook, getting a lot of get-togethers. You got a good president that's kept that. That that's important. The, yeah. Carrie Hill, your president, has kind of kept you guys. If, if there's somebody close and, either in our class, around our class, that I'm like, I wonder what they're doing now. I don't search them on Facebook. I just go to Carrie's friends and then yeah, search right, it that way because yeah. he's because for that very reason, Carrie is is a really good president and and uh, he knows everybody. Well, I'll wrap this up and I'm going to treat this kind of like I would. I'm a, I'm 11 years old. Uh, Sundays are a busy time. I mean, I had church and then I want to get outside and play. Um, a lot of times didn't spend a lot of time on a summer Vincent Sun commercial, not a lot of Red Hill sports to follow. So I'm just going to thumb through it really quick and see if anything okay. uh, is interesting to me. Um, melon crop is looking good. Brian, you live over in that area of the country now. Melons are huge in um, the uh, Knox County, in Knox County. So melons this are huge. A, yep. a great large melons. <laughs> yeah. So um, we, uh, another we really crop, like which I think it's not every year. Uh, so that was the front page story. Um, on page two, just uh, seeing the Western Sizzlin ad, just um, their top sirloin steak and salad bar, three ninety nine. Um, would deal. love eating at Western Sizzlin, and then its rival sirloin stark stockade. Also, not sure if I ate there as much, but they got some good deals going right now. Okay, too. question: then. Why get- doesn't why doesn't a sirloin stockade have a cow on its thing with the big bib and the fork and knife? It does have a big cow on it. Though. Oh, yeah. No decorations. It's just, it's just not, it's not a cartoon character. <laughs> and, and we have free refills on Pepsi products at uh, stock, oh. sterling, Sirloin Stockade, trying to one-up the Western Sizzling. But, but Western Sizzling, I'm sure everybody that's listening, if, if you're of a certain age, had meals there because yes. food was delicious at a great price, as you can see. Um the movie's playing. Brian mentioned like the top 10, but if you went to the plaza that weekend, you could have seen Best Defense starring um, Dudley Moore and guest starring Eddie Murphy. And then Conan, that. the Destroyer, which was a top 10 movie Brian mentioned earlier, is also playing at the plaza. 
Uh, I did not see either of those at the movies or have not seen them in the past 39 years. So I don't have a review on those for you. But if you go to page three and uh, the the reason I wasn't seeing a lot of other movies, I saw Ghostbusters in the theater three times that summer. At that time, that was my record of most times going to the theater. Mm. One of them was with Gary in that cool theater at the show plays. Is that oh, yeah. not still a record? A five is my record. Oh, now. really? What what movie? Go- Ghost. Oh, I love okay. movies with ghosts. Yeah, I was going to say, related. yeah, you're hot yeah, on so, those. Yeah, I saw Ghost five times. But yeah, Ghostbusters three times in theater. And then Titanic tied that for second place. Okay. Uh, about 14 years thir- fourteen years later. Um, but Ghostbusters, Muppets Take Manhattan, and The Last Starfighter, a planet to show place. But yes, I always, that would be such. And see, sometimes the the top movie wasn't in that cool theater because it. I think the capacity was let was um fewer people could fit into that theater but um when your movie was in there it was a because it was you know like a balcony and yeah, all that kind right, of stuff yeah. they kind of re remodeled it from the old school theater so let's see so that of course i'm going to look at movies in there so next thing i want to look at was page eight so i'm just going to flip that real quick and on page eight um Lawrence County Court News. I liked it. I was kind of going through the marriages. Nobody that we really know, I don't think, but I hope these marriages uh, lasted. Ron Miller and Tammy Lawrence, uh, Gerald Holmes and Vicki Smith, and then Andy Hansen and Amy Jo Heron um, were, were married that summer. So um, nothing, uh, nobody really of note. Um, now, Ray Burr, oh yeah, Ray Burris, the cheese store in Sumner. It has his because you've already mentioned he yeah, was in court yeah, that got robbed, yeah, yeah, it has the little report there that you've already. That's why that looks familiar to me. Um, on page eleven, so this is um, not a lot of local sports. It is British Open Week. Uh, it's British Open it's Week. Bri- I mean, yeah, I was going to say uh, that's the reason we did this uh, during this time. Uh, back when we would call it the British Open, and um, Tom Watson fired a sixty-six to tie Ian Baker Finch going into the final day. Uh, but Sevy would end up winning that one, as you would find out on the, on your Monday papers. And um, the Knox County open was going on. Not a lot of, I'm sure there are probably a lot of names that you guys may know, especially Brian probably knows a lot of the names, but Herman Brinkley and the B flight was the name that mainly stood out to me because mm-hmm. he was a golfer at the country club. Uh, the Olympic basketball team has been announced. I love, I love those Olympics. Um, Watched a lot of them at Gary's house. We had a uh, great aunt and uncle. Um, my grandmother's sister and her husband, Dave and Nancy Hogan from Lawrenceville, they attended uh, all the or a lot of the track and field events at that Olympics. Wow! And what a yeah, what a track and field, oh, what geez. a year to I mean, Edwin this, Moses and Carl Lewis. Yeah, and it's just like like I said, our at least for Gary and me, Brian may have remembered the 76 Olympics a little bit, but this is our first exposure to summer Olympics and just blown away the wall, the wall to wall all day television coverage and just everything that went with yeah. it. But what this was back when for the basketball team, for you youngsters out there, um, it wasn't until 1992 Olympics right. that you could have professional basketball players. So remember these are, this is a college basketball team that was put together. Yeah. That was Patrick awesome. Ewing. Michael Jordan, Sam Perkins, Wayman Tisdale, Chris Mullen. Uh, a lot of those good names would end up being on that 92 yeah. Dream Team. But, yes, as college um, students here. Steve uh, Alford. Steve Alford, yeah. yeah, kind of a controversial pick by somebody. He ended up having a real good – he was a, he was 
a great move by Bob Knight. I mean, it wasn't like he was just put on because he was in Indiana, had just finished his freshman year at Indiana, but he was um, a key player on that team. So Bob Knight was the head coach. Uh, controversially, um, a lot of people, Charles Barkley was left off of this team. Um, Chuck Person, Johnny Dawkins were your alternates, but and then a really solid women's team also led by Cheryl Miller. So that's so I think the Olympics are starting. Opening ceremonies are coming up in about a week here. They are um, for that. Oh wait. No, okay. I was going to say in 1984. I, I thought you were going to say it was one more thing that's happening. Like, I missed that. You can go to the Holtz's this weekend, too. <laughs> um, no, I'm living in, like, I'm in, yeah, like, I in character yeah. right now. Like, I thought, uh, like I thought we were doing that thing, like, oh, and the British Open's this week, too. <laughs> no. um, um, I knew about the Brian Emmons from. Uh, Lawrenceville that graduated in 90 that's sometimes confused with the Brian Emmons from Bridgeport when you're searching these articles. Yeah. But I did not know there was a Brian Emmons and Vincent's Brian S. Emmons and congratulations on his marriage. And I'm pretty um, sure that one has a brother named Gary. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, let's, well, I didn't look at who his like, um, attendants were here. Yeah, so let's see. Do it. Um, Brian S. Emmons. So you guys are very familiar with this, this guy. Um, yeah, um, he's yeah an eighty-one graduate of Lincoln. Um, just glancing real quick. Um, so I don't think Gary stood up with him as one of his groomsmen. But yes, that's interesting. Brian and Gary, and then probably the last thing I'll talk about. It's a big wedding. On the last page I looked at, the coach Dan Sparks, oh yeah, getting married and. He married a Lawrence County girl. He married Deborah Whitmer. They're still happily married today. And so the daughter of E.L. Whitmer. So, oh. um, yeah, congratulations to Dan Sparks. Um, I'm sure you guys can name some of his groomsmen here. Um, I got to go Jason Holmes right yeah, off the bat. I, I knew that's yeah. where you would go. But, yes, Jason <laughs> Holmes was a was a groomsman. Rick Hurtis was. Uh, Ron Albers. Uh, oh. So some big names in that. Was wedding. a guy named Art Cortez by chance? Art did not make the okay. cut for this wedding, but uh, Stacy McKim on the other side was a bridesmaid. So Red Hill grad up there, and her sister Laura was her um, maid of honor. Be careful. Wrap up a, a few things that we talked about earlier that I found here that Go didn't get it. reported. Just real quick on a couple of the things that we talked about. So we talked about the Little League team, and it uh, looks like we did not advance in the district tournament that we were actually hosting at Lanterman Park. So some point, I know there was no, must not have been any more coverage on that, but I don't see, uh, our, our, we did not make it to the districts in Bridgeport. Looks like uh, Alney must lost, have advanced. Lost Alney in the championship, yeah. Alney advanced. They played Robinson, and it was Mount Carmel and Shawnee. Looks like Doug Grismer was elected to the All-Southern 1984 high school baseball team which is pretty cool I see here. And then our American Legion team that David reported on, we got pounded by Wabash County. Uh, The Grismer boys didn't have their best stuff that night, but came back to beat Alney three to nothing. Uh, Doug Grismer accounted for all the Lawrence County runs, and Jay Baker took the win on the mound. So we're still surviving in the American Legion tournament. I wanted to kind of wrap those two things up. Real good team. I just remember when Chip reported my players had phenomenal games, Brian's players, I don't know, they didn't do so good. So 
I think the, the, the teams are maybe a little more fair than what we, we drafted yeah. a little league team. We did not oh, draft an American Legion team. <laughs> true. That's true. But yeah. That's so in the end, I didn't have any more, but yeah, it was a great time to be a kid in Lawrence County. Oh, gosh, every, stop the it. stars were aligned in 84. Yes, we did, we didn't do our thing where we say where we were at that time. Um, summer of 84. I was what going to be a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, I, where are you? Am I going am I going into fourth or fifth grade? I can't remember. You're going I'm into going fourth. Into yeah, you're going in fourth days. I was going into sixth. I just completed that fifth grade year. Um Dave was in I, fifth. You guys are three in a row, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're going four, five, six here. Uh so yeah, Dave and I would we're about a month away from being at the same school together for the first time Ever. in our careers. Yeah. It's coming up. Wow. Yeah. And I was about to have uh, Chip's Gary dad as a that, teacher. Yeah. And then Gary would get that experience another year later. He'd get to join God. Dave for the first time. Yeah, what a great... It, listen, we live, we grew up in a small little town in the middle of... The, what a... It just What a great place to grow up. It Man, was. It, was, it was so good. And our neighborhood was top-notch. Not, not too many kids probably get experience what we got to experience from... Like the years of 84, 85, 86. Uh, Just uh, like it was on Walton's Mountain. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all I got, Brian. <laughs> all right. We'll, uh, Segway. We're, we're afraid. I, I, I dried up on York reunions. That uh, mm-hmm. In the early 90s, it, it all went away. So I don't know if it kept happening and they just quit submitting it or what but uh clifford let us know when you listen to this episode or bobby or chris whoever's richard whoever's listening yeah all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) we've lost our momentum i'm gonna gonna play the radio loyalty (laughs) yeah somebody dig up the chancy landy's news and see if anybody what number number podcast is this we're not we haven't learned how to wrap them up 71 we're we're not very good at wrapping up (laughs) and that's why our fans love us well if you haven't figured it out by now this is the old school red hill podcast we are sponsored by the Andrews Insurance Agency, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, People's State Bank, and Gray's Restaurant. If you don't mind, hit the subscribe button. And if you think it's warranted, give us a five-star rating. Let people know that you heard about us, what we talk about, and especially our sponsors on this podcast. Guys, that was fun. 1984 was a great, great year. Yes, it was. All right, for Chip Jamerson, David King, <laughs> Gary Emmons, I'm Brian Emmons. Listen, folks, we write, we direct, we produce every single one of yeah, these episodes. Yeah, we don't hire someone to do yeah. all, the, all the other stuff. It's yeah. all us, if you can't tell. So anyway, if there's one thing we do know is that we are Red Hill. Let's go white.